Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today we have our amazing host along with saw myself giant music. Sphinx number two. <laughs> I'm good. How are, how are you, you doing, man? How are you, Sphinx one? Oh, Sphinx number one is doing very good. Um, <laughs> we obviously are discussing an anime that. Uh, I actually discussed with Church, and uh, I'm very excited. I really want to get into this topic. I'm just going to say this at the top of the show, just because uh, I do uh, I do think it's important to, to cover. Um, this anime that we are discussing, discussing is 17 and plus, so it's uh, for older audiences. It may have topics that's not for everyone, though. So that's just your only little warning. So... That's just a little warning. It's gonna. We're t- obviously we're podcasting about Zenki no Terror because this month on my channel is Zenki no Terror month. We are with Hot Shot, Spinks number one, Spinks number two. We are back. Uh, I didn't know Spinks had a ginger in it, but now it does apparently. Well, okay, fine. I'm Spinks seven. <laughs> They've kind of expanded after. <laughs> it's a recruitment. It's a recruitment. I'm Spinks seven. There's like twelve hundred of us. Speaks number twelve hundred. Be afraid. Right. We're so, like we're like the uh, the terror version of K and D. Basically, basically. So let's let, let's let's start with this. Um, Hotshot and I made this bet, and long story short, he lost the bet, and I was like, I I, I got to make him watch any anime ever, and so I chose Zanki no Terra. So. This is the kind of show that uh, Hotshot watched because he lost the bet. Now I want to begin with this. Had you? not lost that bet would you have now that you finished the series would you have actually like it did you actually enjoy it like what were your initial thoughts on it i i enjoyed aspects i like watching through the entire thing there were parts that i enjoyed but it is not in my personal top 10 or really even top 20 of animes or shows in general because it's another one of those shows that like it's another one of those shows that's like death note where you have to think a lot about like the what's going on, what's going to happen next, and analyze basically everything and every single possibility. Absolutely, yes. Shows like that I don't really care for all that much. I appreciate them and I respect the living hell out of them, don't get me wrong, because it takes so much work to do a show like that where you actually have to analyze everything and how you're on the edge of your seat on every single episode because you don't know what's going to happen. But... My take on it was I did enjoy the story. I did enjoy the events that happened. I liked some characters more than others. And I love I love the Sphinx riddles. I do love that in the tie to Greek mythology. But it was just too tedious for me to get into personally, I guess. That's that's a very fair criticism. It is a very tedious anime. It is one that is very thought provoking, and there's like steps for the steps for the steps. Um, if you had to give it a, a rank out of ten, I'm curious, what would you give it? I'm gonna have to give it two ranks. I'm gonna have to give it one as a reviewer and one as a personal. At, okay, review. As a review, I'm gonna have to give it an eight. Okay. Okay. So I am putting it way high up there because, again, of all the marks that I just stated. But as a personal, I'm going to have to give it a lower tier of a four. Oh, okay. So half. Half of that. Okay, that's actually really interesting. Um, I, I want to go here with you. So there, there was obviously uh, aspects that you enjoyed, uh, specifically the riddles. Um, 
what I enjoy about the riddles, and then I want to get your thoughts on this, is the way the basically Zenkino Terror follows the story of Sphinx, and they do uh, they they have this message they want to to be known. They they were these test subjects for the Athena plan, and obviously this is uh, the harsh truth of the uh, of their past, and they managed to uh, escape and be one of uh, the only three survivors. Obviously, five will get to her eventually, and uh, they do these elaborate bombings and everything, and the way they set these up is with riddles. They do these things where, like, there's a riddle uh, for the location of a bombing, and then the police goes crazy trying to figure it out. Um, wh- what did you enjoy specifically about the riddles for these terrorist attacks that they did? The riddle. Okay, so even though I just said that anime that you have to think out, um, that you have to think out for a lot, I don't enjoy, but I enjoy riddles a lot. So it's kind of a kind of a hypocritic uh, thing to go on there. But with the riddles, it's just kind of satisfying to see, like, okay, I'm going to go for a simpler explanation here. Think of the Riddler from the Batman. Like, a lot of his riddles, he leaves clues, he leaves uh, tricks to tell what Batman was going to do next, and then Batman responds appropriately, right? Right, right, right. It's kind of like that. Like, I like seeing the, uh, the police chief, or not the chief, sorry. I like seeing the cops actually, like, try to fondle over, like, what could this mean? What could this mean? What could this mean? And then there's one guy that's like, God, you guys are all stupid. This is what it is. Which is, that's basically Shibazaki. Shibazaki's the one who's really able to figure out these reels. He's like, he's kind of the L. He is actually my, he is actually my favorite character. Oh, really? Okay, let's go. Let's go there. Shibazaki is your favorite character. I did not expect that. I thought for sure a hundred percent twelve would have been your favorite character because of twelve sense of humor. Twelve, but you enjoy twelve is actually yeah. my third favorite. Third, okay, okay. Uh, so it, this is interesting to me in the sense that like you, you, you found it tedious and the anime tedious and a lot of thoughts and everything. I would say most of those thoughts emerge because of Shibazaki. Um. So why is he your favorite character? Because he always just gets done what needs to get done. Plus, I always have a soft spot for detectives. Especially detectives who kind of have to work off the lam, like as vigilantes later on. Because I've watched a lot of detective stuff and obviously comic books where uh, the detective or the a major head in the police corps like gets laid off or suspended because they support the hero. But they still do what's right because it's right. So I kind of saw part of that uh-huh. come. I kind of saw part of that twist coming where Shibazaki gets laid off, but he's also a detective. He's the good. He's supposedly the good guy, and every single time I always follow the good guy, no matter where it comes from, whether it's the detective or a vigilante doing the right thing or what uh, or what have you. But when it comes to terms of his investigating Sphinx and him being the only one who actually knows what's going on. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a cop-out in terms of the writing because, I mean, yeah, you need that intellectual character, but that doesn't mean that you have to make him literally the only one who understands everything. 
No, th that's fair, but at the same time, Zenki no Terra being of this short anime, we really only have the five main characters being uh, 9, 12, 5, Lisa, and Shibazaki. Uh, but going uh, directly to Shibazaki, what I really enjoyed the most about him is his sense of justice. Like, he knows right from wrong so well. Like, uh, when uh, when Kurahashi pulls off everyone and, like, the United, United States is like, oh, we'll take care of this, and then there's a big bomb explosion, like, Shibazaki's like, you, you screwed this up. Like, this should not have happened. And then uh, Kurohashi's like, well, I was reassured that everything would have been okay. He has these moments throughout the anime where he shows that like, he will go against the boss and he'll he'll do what's right. And, he, and he's the ultimate reason why Spinks' truth comes out. Because when Nine at, at the very end says, uh, obviously, uh, uh, you know, remember us, uh, remember us, remember that we lived. Uh, he makes sure, that, makes, makes sure that everything comes out in court. So I really enjoyed his sense of justice. Like that, that was like the, that, that combined with obviously his, his quick mindfulness and able to like put these things out i really enjoyed that from him and he also like he's one of those characters who doesn't care what happens to him as long as like what's right comes to light because you remember when he had to uh i don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head because i'm horrible with japanese names but you remember when he had to uh interview or meet with it was later on in the series it was like that really old oh, yeah. guy the, the, he's the, like, he, he was, like, part of the Athena plan. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, where he had to meet with him, but his detective partner said, wait for me. And Shibazaki sent him to get, like, a very specific uh, smoke that he, apparently he tried, like, eight spots for. And Shibazaki just went on without him because he knew, one, his partner would be at greater risk because of it. And two, well, as he said, he was taking too long. But that's not the only time that that happened, because when they were talking to the other old guy, when they both went in, um, he said, if you're, if you enjoy being able to walk uh, home safely at night, I suggest you leave now. With no hesitation, Shibazaki told the other guy to leave. Right, right, right. I see. I see what you're saying. Um, actually, I I want to say something I I dislike about Shibazaki. Uh, uh, were you done with your point? Yeah, I was done with that point anyway. Okay, I good. mean, I'm probably um, going to agree with you on the point that you say that you don't like him, but we'll see where it goes. Okay, well, I was going to mention uh, I found him to be very quick-tempered and uh, in the live stream where they figure out the riddle, and then he's there, and he's he ch basically challenges Spinks. He's like, uh, is that all you can do? And he's like, yeah, I, I will put you down, and I'll, I'll bring you to justice, da-da-da. Basically, like, pokes the stick at the very heart, and that's, like, the last thing you want to do with terrorists. Um, I found that uh, judgment call to be really bad. Uh, what was your, your take on that whole aspect of Shibazaki? It was a bad call. Like, obviously, that could have been handled better. But at the same time, poking an opponent, regardless of it being a terrorist or, like, even someone in a boxing ring or something like that, until they make a mistake that you can exploit, that's also a really, uh, really high thing that you got to consider here. Because Shibazaki's not stupid. He's not going to... Um, shout out something that he doesn't mean or without a reason. Like, yeah, he is quick to temper and everything else, but he also thinks about exactly what he's doing when he's doing it. No, 100%. I, I, I would have to agree with that. Um, Let's jump to the next character here. Uh, or did you... Was there anything else you wanted to mention about Shibuzaki? No, I got nothing. Uh, nothing left on him. 
Okay, so um, I I really want to talk about nine and twelve. These uh, these two are the reason why I love this anime so much. Um, and I love uh, I love the dynamic between those two, and I love uh how the uh, how can I put this? Uh, they obviously uh they're terrorists and uh, they they do all these bombings and everything, and that is something that's absolutely horrible. But they do it in a way where um no one dies. Uh, no one dies. They don't basically. kill. It, they don't. Their entire time being a terrorist, all of their bombs that they set up, no one dies in any of them. And bombs that have been set up around people, they go out of their way to make sure that they're either disarmed or that the place is evacuated before the bomb explodes. I mean, think back of Nine who throws that, like, smoke thing in the, in the, in the subway system to de- deactivate the bomb. And then he notices there's a, there's a lady listening to music when everyone had evacuated. And he, like, grabs her and, like, basically the bomb blows up in his back and, like, he almost dies because he wanted to protect her. Like, these are not the kind of terrorists that, like, th- that you, that you hear about or see every day. They, they have a specific mission. And, and, and what I loved about their mission is that they targeted specific locations. And these locations had to do with members, uh, people who were invested in the Athena plan. So it's this very elaborate scheme to be like, this is the Athena plan. This is why we're doing what we're doing. And um, that is something that I really thought was well put. Um, starting with uh, with uh, 9 and 12, let's see. Uh, which one was your favorite between the 12, two? 12, by far. <laughs> why is that? Well, I mean, I like 9 as a character, but... At the same time, that analytical, like, everything must go perfectly. I mean, don't get me wrong. The field of work that they're doing, yeah, everything has to go perfectly. Or otherwise, you <laughs> yeah. or thousands of others will be killed. So I completely understand why he says everything must go according to plan. But 12, even though it's in a serious situation, he still has fun with it. Like, he tries to, for lack of a better term here, he tries to bring humanity into it. Because, I mean, isn't that kind of the goal the entire time where they want to have their humanity and make the point to know that what happened to them and the other 22 odd kids? I I understand that. I feel like uh, uh, I perceived it a bit differently. I felt like uh, it's not humanity he brings in. I feel he, he brings and well maybe he brings humanity but through his lightheartedness i felt i felt more like through his humor and his jokes and his uh, allure yeah because he uh, shows obviously outside allure because he shows emotion like i mean especially to lisa right right right. 12 and lisa obviously have this um quasi romantic scene um in the ferris wheel and we can see that like 12 has feelings for her and that Lisa you know has feeling for 12 obviously holding hands when the last bomb explodes in the sky and everything they they do complete each other in that sense um but I I what I really enjoyed about 12 is how can I put this um okay what I really liked about him and then what I disliked about him I liked the fact that he he didn't take himself very seriously uh like nine and he was a good counterpart to to nine um that was really fun for me like uh, like one of my favorite scene uh with 12 is uh when uh Lisa like is trying to is messing up with all of the um with with all these cell phones and then nine's like we we could have this building could we could all be dead right now and then 12 goes boom right and lisa just faints she's like what the, what's going on what is this like i love those little moments it's like they're his, bombs get it we could die <laughs> like i feel like that's the kind of joke you would make like i don't know i feel like there was a similar similar sense of humor but you can't you deny that he does have a serious mode too because like some yes yes some of the scenes that he has especially with lisa like when he's showing her the trick with the coffee or the soda 
and he uh, laughs in his inner face about it and runs off, or in the scene with the library. But then he also has the scenes where he's talking to Nine about, like, actually putting Lisa in danger and wanting to stop it. Or when Lisa gets captured. Yeah, the first episode. Yeah, and or yeah. when Lisa gets captured, and he immediately goes after her without a second thought, even though uh, 12 or 9 is constantly saying, no, 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 I know. What I what I hated about 12, what I actually really disliked about 12, is that he turns his back on 9. 5 is like, you're about to blow up and die if you don't give me the location of the plutonium bomb. And he basically, he's like, it's it's in the locker at the school. And 9's at the school. And then they re- he realizes, like, 12 sold him out for Lisa. And 9's, like, absolutely pissed about that. He's like, it's like, ridiculous. They do reconnect, obviously, afterwards when 12 is on the motorcycle and he rescues 9 and that whole debacle happens in episode 10. But uh, the fact that he turned his back on 9, like, literally his childhood number one from day one uh, for a girl uh, that, yes, was a part of the group and became a member of Sphinx, it just it still threw me off. I did not enjoy that aspect of 12. Well, I mean, a show like that where it comes where there's two long-haired childhood friends and then a girl comes in and one of the guys falls in love with the girl, there's going to be that kind of scene where he's going to have to choose the girl and then going to have to reconcile with the other guy. I haven't seen a show yet who has just done like, okay, kill the girl. Like, I haven't seen a single scene or show be it anime, comic, whatever, that does that scenario in that way. No, I haven't either, now that, I, now that you mention it. But at the same time, with Terran Resonance, I feel like that would have been the perfect way to do it, because the entire time I was going through it, I was... The entire time I was watching, I kept feeling worse and worse and worse for Lisa, because she was bullied like hell at the school, and then she gets wrapped into this terrorist organization when... Uh, she sees them and then is asked either if she'll die or become an accomplice. And then one of the members doesn't like her, so she's just still getting shat on all over. And then it just keeps building and building and building. The only kind of peace that you see is with her and 12. So honestly, it kind of would have finished her off if 12 just either didn't do anything or gave by false information or something. I feel, I feel like when you mentioned uh the fact that you felt bad for Lisa more and over more and more as the series went on um is a testament to how well her character was made. Her character is lame Lisa and she has all these things going uh, going against her. Obviously, um the bullying, the strained relationship with her mother, like all of these things and joining Sphinx and you know not being welcomed being welcomed by 12 and but being uh, denied by nine uh all of these things go against her and i did feel bad for her as well but the, that's the way she was set up like i felt like this is the character you're that's this is what you're gonna get from her no i know and that I mean, she, and i can completely yeah. understand and agree with that honestly uh, and the and, and the perfect um description of that would be when they were in the uh airport and then uh 12 was like are you ready to um to introduce Sphinx number three, and nine says, oh, whatever, do as you wish. And then she does it, she creates the distraction, but then she gets cut. Yeah. Like, she, there is no break for her. She she doesn't get her break, big break. Like, the the only big thing that she, I don't know, not even big thing, but the only... Well, I, I, like, will, I, I will say this for that plan, though. She got caught because, A, she was hesitant about it, as you would in your act of terrorism. And, two... Unlike 12 and 5, or 12 and 5, well, actually, yeah, 12, 5, and 9, who have been doing this kind of thing since childhood, 
This was literally her first. I don't really think that she, even if she knew what she was doing, I don't really think that she'd get away unless like 12 was constantly watching over her. Fair fair point. Um, When you are comparing uh, 5, 12, and 9 to a regular person like Lisa, uh, I want to bring up this point. I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, obviously, these individuals, those three people, 5, 12, and 9, are very disconnected from reality because of their upbringing in the, the settlement. Because of the drug and everything planet. else, yeah. Yeah, the, the drug and everything, which I want to get into a, a bit more after. Um, one scene that uh, made me just realize how strong this disconnect was when uh, when 12 and 9 are at the pool in the first episode and they see Lisa being bullied and 12 says, oh, so this is what you call bullying. Like, this is, like... It shows how disconnected it is. Like he, no one just says it like that. You know? Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, it's weird. Um, what did you think about that disconnect and how they they integrate themselves with? People? I honestly felt you know they basically mask themselves in the school. I honestly felt like it worked just fine. I mean, disguising yourself in the school or something like that. No, just just no. But when it comes to like twelve's line about bullying or like just jumping into the pool with all of his clothes on and everything, that I feel like works perfectly fine. But I also kind of feel like there was an opportunity missed where, like, so not so 9 and 12 are showing Lisa everything that they know on terrorism and the bombs and stuff like that and what exactly they're doing. But they don't ask anything about, like, what the real world is like, like how anything operates in there. Because I get that they know what they need to know, but you could connect with the world more and make your message that much stronger if you know how to communicate to it. That's that, that. That's totally a, a fair point. Um, I guess um, we're I, maybe we could talk about a bit of about the the drug and how they were experimented on. Um, that one I'm actually kind of estranged to because like I've seen I saw the process and like the flashbacks that the three of them had, but at the same time I'm just like I don't get it. <laughs> well, basically this was a pharmaceutical drug for like for the human brain from what i understand uh thus the brain trauma that um that nine and we see nine and five suffer from you know the the flashbacks and everything they were experimented on and it was meant for children under the age of five they were obviously very young when this happened to them um and it resulted in the ultimate failure like only like three of them survived so they all died so the acetoplan was this big big failure and it was a drug conceived to like create superhumans you know that's why 12 is so adept with uh, um i don't know like specifically bombs like, su and the, like the... super intelligent beings more often yeah, more yeah, yeah. than us like, they were test subjects yeah exactly and that's why nine is a, a, an amazing hacker and has all these tech skills and he has that this ability to visualize things so perfectly like in the chessboard in the uh um in the airport, airport. which that one yeah that visualization that visualization that he came up with for the chessboard was probably my favorite visualization that he's had i mean i can only remember that one that he had and the other one would be in the first episode with lisa he's like okay go uh what what floor are you on he's like okay go down this way go down here put the bomb down so here. he has da -da -da. Uh, photographer or photo memory i mean he has some sort of visualization photographic memory power uh, I don't know what to call it exactly, but, but obviously... But then if, that's, if that and his hacking skills make 9 different, then what exactly makes 12 different? I think it's his uh, adeptness with uh, with bombs, uh, specifically uh, when he was in the... Um... Uh, the Ferris wheel with Lisa, and he's starting like she has like all these like specifically very like very precise bombs attached oh, to like her. Oh, like the diffusing? 
when it was yeah, diffusing. Yeah, and he's able to diffuse them very quickly, rapidly. Uh, obviously, another example would be when he was in the first episode, the very first scene, we just see him driving casually this truck, and he has, like, a grenade that he's tossing around, like, oh, la, 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 la. Yeah, you know, unclips it, throws it. Like, he's very used to that, and I, I feel like he's the one that, like, designs the bombs a, a bit more. Um, I think that those ones specifically... But then what about five? Um, five was, I think she was, it, it was her hacking skills as well, because when the, it was in episode four or five, uh, she was able to hack into the subway system via uh, via back door and like uh, completely outmaneuver nine's hacking skills. Oh, that that's was right. That. Okay. And there was also the fact that nine and nine and five both have the recurring headaches. You know, we obviously you see five go to the hospital and nine has a lot of those flashbacks. But 12 never had a single headache. Well, he fainted when, uh, like, later on in the episode, he fainted after the after uh, helping Nine. When he saw yeah, Lisa... I feel like it was just, like, physical exhaustion. Yeah, when though. he saw Lisa, he just collapsed. And honestly, okay, so from nine, and, from 9 and 5, obviously that was from the medication with the headaches because that's why yeah. when 5 was in the hospital, they've never seen a case like it. Because she was the, one of the only three to survive. And five, we can kind of... Or nine, we can kind of assume that he had the same thing. But 12, when he fainted, it was just Lisa holding uh, holding him and praying that he came back. He comes back, but then never experiences any kind of trauma like that again. So no, you're I right, so you're like right he... that it could be physical exhaustion, like just from that ride. Because we saw how much the crash messed him up. So I don't know. I, I it was definitely physical exhaustion. And another point to twelve. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like the the enhancements that he received as well in the Athena plan. This is just a theory. I think his nose, his 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 smell was very uh became very good because in the first episode he's very he's able to smell from very far away the chlorine from the pool. There was another episode where Lisa was cooking something and then he smelled like burnt like from very far out the door. So he has like. He, uh, I think he has this sense of smell. Uh, oh my god! They uh, test tubed him into Kiba. Basically, they made the, the, the Athena Akimichi plan. That's. I want to be Zuka, What now. am I saying? Though, okay, I know this is this might be jumping ahead of what you haven't planned, but no, go ahead. There is one death in. Um, actually, yeah, you know what? Yeah, there is one death in Terran Resonance that I hated to see, and that was twelve. Oh my god. The heartbreak. Just, uh, okay, so I'm just going to get into all of them here, so just a heads up. When five, oh, go ahead, go when ahead. five finally had nine cornered and was about to shoot him, and instead, since she was running out of time because of the drug, um, kissed him, wished him luck, and then shot herself with the car and exploded herself for, with the gas. Okay, I liked five, but at the same time, she was a villain. She was probably going to die. And, I mean, these guys were terrorists with cops chasing them down for better or for worse. So they're probably going to die at the end, is what I was thinking throughout the entire thing. But, when I saw the disease of the medicine start going in, I thought that's what would kill them. And when I heard the sniper rifle, I thought that it would have hit... Uh, damn it, planking. I thought that it would have hit 12, because he was the one with the detonator. Or five, five, nine, damn it. I thought they would have shot nine because he was holding the detonator to the bomb. But when I saw 12 with the blood stain on his shirt and just falling forward, I'm like, oh, no. 
I know, and the, the the musical scoring in that scene is absolutely perfect. It's just like, just like this, like so, like like uh, Icelandic choir, you know, nice little like acoustic instrumental, and then and then this just the snare hit with the guitar, da 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 da, and like when when Nine displays that emotion of him like crying. I mean, it was the first and only time we really see him express any sort of emotion. And it was it was a heartbreak. Like it's definitely the saddest anime death for me was twelve. I mean twelve. And the thing is, twelve never had any headaches, so he could have probably lived longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, because <sighs> because he said, "Lisa, you saved me." So maybe like if you just have that like one person who can watch over you, you're fine. So just having that all taken away from him in the blink of an eye, especially after the day that they've had in the uh, at the institution. When they were at the gravesite, that was just yeah. like you, America. It's just because <laughs> if you remember, it was the Americans that sniped him. No, no, the Americans totally sniped him. I know, man. It, it, it was uh, oh, it was a heartbreak. I mean, do you want to hear a really bad joke about Zekino Terror? Hmm. Why is there only eleven episodes? Because twelve died. Because twelve couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? I'm sorry. I don't like you. I don't like you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, twelve, twelve's death was one of the the hardest pills to swallow. It, it, oh, it was. It was just really. I just. Ah. Uh, I mean, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Don't get me wrong. Uh, seeing twelve's death did hurt, but at the same time, I'm just like. Like, it wasn't one of those deaths that I had to pause the screen and walk away from or anything like that. Because when I have a character that I absolutely love, like, let's, uh, let's take an example here real quick. Um, like, Pervy Sage from Naruto. Like, if a character like that, who meant that much to me, had died, yeah, I'm going to pause, I'm going to leave, and then I'm going to take three years off and then come back and finish the show. But with with twelve's death, I'm just like, damn it, because I kind of saw it coming. I just didn't see coming in that way. Like I didn't see that he would be shot. Well, it was either that or they get arrested. Yeah, which arrest. Yeah, but arrested, they're still alive, and there's a chance that they would break out and still be on the lamb. I mean, nothing would have changed. They just wouldn't be blowing anything else up. But the thing is, they would have been totally... Fair enough. But the thing is, they would have been totally fine with being arrested. They weren't giving Shibazaki any kind of fight. They were just saying, okay, just let the girl go and we'll come quietly. We just wanted the world to know. And then America shows up and says, nope, die. It was a very tough pill to swallow indeed. Um, I really, like, maybe moving moving back, um, I felt like if I was nine, I would have pulled the trigger. I mean, literally, one of the sayings of this anime is "pull the trigger on this world." Wait, he, I like just like screw you guys. You kill my best friend. I like screw it, and he just he would have just blown up everything. But he made the right decision in the sense of trusting Shibazaki, and because everything comes out in the end. Um, since we're at the end, might as well talk about this scene. Um, the very last scene of the anime where Lisa goes to visit the uh grave of the uh 
Athena plan um, victims and everything. And then she bumps into Shibazaki, and then uh, she explained what what Vaughn means, which I'll, I'll get to that in a moment with you. Um, how did you feel about that final scene? Was it a, a good way to conclude everything, or did it? I feel like did I feel like you? yeah, because th- it was our two characters that had the two different perspectives on our leads on five and on nine. Or damn it, on oh, nine so and on I did 12, not think of that. Because we have Lisa, who knows them as uh, the Sphinx Cell, but who knows them as people, like who's actually seen them work, seen how they operate, and how they work off each other and what they mean to each other. And then we have uh, Shibazaki, who only knew them as Sphinx, who only knew them as the terrorist organization. And yet he was still keeping an eye on everything. Like, he even goes as far as to defend uh, Sphinx from the chief of police when he said that that bomb wasn't theirs and none of their bombs have ever killed anyone. Like, they target those places specifically so that no one dies. No, right, like, right, right. So I, know, I know that. Just go, yeah. just going on those two perspectives where you have someone who knows the terrorist cell really well and someone who knows the people really well just coming together and talking is kind of a good way to close out, like, okay, this is who these guys were. No, it is a very good way to close it out. Um, but I do, I did feel that um, the the way it ended was, I don't know, like it, it was, it, it left, it left a tear in my eye, like an actual tear in my eye when I, I just realized it was over. Um, but it, it's such a well constructed story with ups and downs and everything. Um, I just Shibazaki uh, talking um, to to Lisa and Lisa explaining what Vaughn means, the word that you know they spray painted and they they used a lot, like in that the 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 one uh, quote unquote bombing where it was not a bombing, it was a leak of the police information, and it said Vaughn V O N or when they spray painted Vaughn and everything. Um, well, Vaughn means hope, and it's an Icelandic word, and the Icelandic word is a representative of music from a cold land, which is what nine. Uh, listen to all the time, you know. Um, what was uh, uh, your thoughts on uh the Icelandic reference on uh uh throughout the anime? Obviously, with Vaughn, the 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 actual musical place, the um, the graffiti of Vaughn. Uh, we see uh we see Nine sporting a uh a wrist a wristband of with the Icelandic colors, blue, white, and red. Um, what what was your thoughts on on Vaughn and the Icelandic theme and the hope and it just being a part of uh, the imagery of the anime? I'll be honest, I'm not even cultured enough to answer that question. <laughs> okay, but um, if I had to just kind of give a shoot the shit kind of answer here, just um, it kind of shows me that Nine never gave up hope that people would eventually know the truth at some point. And even going as far as to wear the Iceland flag colors on him, like the the colors of what he, I feel like, symbolize hope, that he just constantly wears those colors, listens to that music, and just kind of takes that meaning to heart. I feel like that means uh, so much more than just like... I mean, it's kind of hard to explain now that I actually uh, think about it. But I do think the, the, you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, that Nine never gave up hope because he has the secret. He wants everyone to know about it. And he, he 
humans have emotions and test subjects like those people have emotions and his emotion is that he uh, I don't know maybe not emotions the best word but he wants people to know about this and he expresses this through um, his terrorist attacks and he also expresses it through Vaughn through uh, this word that means hope he has hope that people find out the truth and he never gives up with it so uh, being hopeful um, and, and I think that was a great uh, just a great like I don't even know like a great thread throughout the anime i really love that touch that touch really fit in well again it's one of those animes that you have to think like the themes and analyze and everything else so a lot of it seems lost on me i mean i get what you're saying now that i hear it out loud but at the same time like if you're just watching the anime and have to keep an eye on this for yourself and you're not into that kind of show it's kind of you have to hear it from a third party Oh no, definitely. I, I, I that's a hundred percent of fair criticism. Um, I want to maybe talk about the actual um uh, attack that they did. Um, there was obviously the Rapongi station, the subway system. Um, what was your favorite uh action-packed moment of the anime? You have to choose one. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, my favorite action-packed would probably be when Five is being escorted with the police after he turned himself in. And then five is chasing after him, and then nine is trying to save him, or twelve is trying to save him. Okay, like towards the end of the anime. Yeah. And why was that your favorite? Because a we have all three of the institute survivors actually at the same site, and two we actually have someone who actually poses a real threat. Like five could actually kill nine if she so desired, as we saw. Right, right, right. And even the fact that, like, I don't entirely get Five's backstory, if I'm being completely honest, but just seeing the fact that the agency that she was working with, with the Americans, who she was raised by, and then turn on them as soon as uh, they say that someone else is going to pick up Five, or someone else is going to pick up Nine, just, I mean, that kind of turn, and then her going after Nine herself, only to kill herself... Kind of throws in a oh moment to me, and I really like that kind of thing because it's something that you don't entirely see coming. That actually was a twist a little bit. Well, d- if I told you this, d- let me know if you knew this part of the enemy. Uh, five was the uh, character in the flashback that was left behind by nine and twelve, and she holds this grudge against nine and twelve um, because she, nine and twelve managed to escape, but. Uh, Nine tried to escape with five, but always failed at that. Did you know that was a, a thing? Yeah, I knew that was her. Okay, good. Because I felt like um, she she felt betrayed by Nine, but I don't know if she realized that Nine really wanted her, and it just didn't work out. It's one of those things where you try to help your friend, but it just doesn't work out at all. Um, and then when she's in that moment where she has a gun and she could either kill Nine or do what she did uh she feels like she betrayed nine she was playing on the she was her enemy but they're they're cut from the same cloth they should be working together they're from the same plan and that's why she did what she did in my opinion because she felt so bad she realizes in that moment the horrible choice that she made which is obviously weird because it's like joining the bad guys i feel like um when she was working with the americans she wanted to keep the athena plan under wraps but then at the same time when she finally had beaten uh nine like how nine has always beaten her in chess and everything else but just given this one thing that five had finally bested nine and it could go whatever way that five wanted she wanted him to succeed she wanted him to 
exposed the secret of the Athena plan so it didn't happen to anyone else. Plus, she was already one foot in the grave with already being in the hospital because of the medication. So, that being said, I mean, I think I get what you're saying when you say that she should have been working with him at the same time, but I don't really think there was that much of a grudge. There was just a, I need to beat him once kind of thing. I think there, there, like rivalry was definitely a, a part of it because in that whole subway system, when... um. Uh... The, it blows up and everything, and then she, uh, she, you know, she purposely cuts out all service to like screw with nine and twelve because she knows that's how they're gonna deactivate the bomb. This, she just knows because she, 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 she's cut from the same cloth as them once again. Um, and so she becomes like uh, the the opponent for them for a couple of episodes. And nine again, us smarts are at the airport with the camera feeds, and he's able to you know rewind them or fast forward them. I forget, like I don't know exactly to like outsmart her, and then he shows up before he she sees. Uh, he sees this opportunity and he swaps out the footage of like him running around. So it's basically playing on a loop, and then he sneaks around and gets her. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and that was well thought out by Nine once again. Um, I guess if I had to choose my favorite action-packed moment for me, it's definitely um the episode four when um uh. It, it was like solve the riddle so Shibazaki was there typing into the computer what's the answer you know and the answer turns out to be Shibazaki which is, is like oh, the best troll ever in my opinion <laughs> and then uh, everybody in the police task force is like trying to find the location of the bombs and then the bombs turned out to be fake and the, it, 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 because they cheated and they were looking for bombs instead of solving it um, now it's the first time Spinks made a request in that situation where they're like solve it not uh, find the bombs it, it's really like solve our 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 um our riddle here, and then they solve the, the he solves the riddle, but they cheat, so it it ends up leaking all of the information uh, of the all the uh, data they they received of their investigation. So the the public finds out that they don't know much. So it, it, they find out how little the police knows, uh, which was a great turn of events. I, and like in my opinion, when I watched it, I really thought it was going to be like this big explosion. I was like, oh my God, like this is it. They're going to screw everyone over. But then it turns out to be like a data leak of all the information. Did that catch you by surprise? Because for me, it really did. It did. And at the same time, I was also kind of relieved because I'm like, damn, <laughs> because we didn't know enough about, uh, about nine and 12 at this point. We to know that they wouldn't kill anybody. No, exactly. I, I that that's a that's a very fair point. Um, and then later on in that same episode, we see uh Lisa and Twelve. Obviously, because which I actually I want to know what you thought about this. Twelve puts a tracker on Lisa to know where she is because she obviously knows that they're the one who blew up the first building, and he so he tracks her and and everything just to make sure there's no like. Um, any um, leak of information just to go to the police or anything. What were your thoughts on that? Why not just, like, end it from the beginning? I don't know, like, to me it was such a big risk. Yeah, but at the same time, you're kind of bringing up the same point that Nine did. Having Lisa around at all, actually, is a risk. But at the same time, 12 wanted to have that human connection, wanted to have that connection with someone else other than just him. Like, just him and Nine. He wanted to have that connection with an actual person. Do you feel that makes 12 more of an emotional being oh God, than yeah. 9? No, I would have to I, I would have to agree with that as well. But and I really feel like uh, 12 and Lisa's relationship really forms uh together in that moment where uh they're 
uh, when he he uh, motorcycles away with her and everything, and then she asks him like, "Are you gonna like blow the entire world up? Is that is that your mission? Like, you just do you want to blow it up?" And then Twelve's response is like this uh, to cry out in laughter and be like, "That that's ridiculous. That's not what we're gonna do. We, we that we're not just like grunts. We're we're more sophisticated than that." Uh, but I would totally understand Lisa having that thought. Like, are you, so you're basically like you want to blow everything up. That's that's your. Plan, well, I mean, right? that's just like stereotyping or stereotypical. That's just stereotyping uh, terrorists as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're good people, but. <laughs> I mean, that's just like saying that, okay, you're a terrorist, so you all share this one goal. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, very, very well put right there. Um, so maybe, uh, was there any other specific uh, uh, moments or uh, or instances in the anime that you want to talk about or anything that we brought up this far? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I do have a favorite scene with Nine. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Hit me. My favorite scene with Nine is when he's just walking around, and this is after Twelve betrays him for Lisa. So when uh, Nine just walks right into the police station and oh, yeah, just yes, yes, talks yes. to the clerk, "Hello, I'd like to turn myself in." Huh? I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm Sphinx Number One. And then there's just a scream, and I'm just like, "Okay, ballsy," and I can't help but laugh a little bit at it. Just because it's like, oh, no big deal. I'm just the first Sphinx, you know, the guy that you guys are have been after like this entire time. <laughs> I know, right? But like, do, do you feel like he, this was all a pre-planned thing at that point when he turns himself in? Or do you think he was just like so sick of, like this was right after 12 betrays him. Do you think he was just like, oh. No, it was, a, no, I feel like it was planned. Like, I feel like even if that plan went uh, according the way that it should have. I still feel like he and 12 would have turned themselves in because that's the only way they can guarantee themselves either to talk with Shibazaki or to talk with the chief of police. Right, because he was like, I will only talk to Shibazaki. I won't talk to anyone else. I remember that. Right, and then they make a demand about, like, where the actual bomb is or, like, what they're actually doing. Like, it wasn't to just, like, I'm done. If it was an I'm done moment, they wouldn't have had to talk. They would have just had to... So... I'm done. I'm toast. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. And then just cooperate with the police. If it was a plan, then he would have been making the commands. And then he, well, I mean, he told the chief of police about the A-bomb. No, he he, he did tell, tell tell them about the other bombs and everything. Do you think, um, what do you think would have happened had the press conference actually happened? That one's kind of tricky in all honest truth. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think, like, what would he have said at, at the press conference? Like, would he have admitted the location of the bomb to every single person? Or, because there was also that big atomic bomb that was, like, pre-planned to be launched if the press conference were to not happen. So, that's a that's a really tough one for me. I, I, I Like, dissecting it like that, I feel like the, the press conference was just to, I don't know. I really don't know, actually. This, the, this was kind of a dead end for me. I actually have no idea. Like, I... I would like to think that Nine would actually be true to his word and talk to the others, like, actually come clean about everything. Because he knew that Shibasaki would be at the press conference, so he knew he could tell somebody. But at the same time, it's really something that you either have to think about or make your own interpretation on. Because the press conference leaves such a huge thing up in the air, especially with Nine being the only one there. Then you gotta think about, like, what would Twelve do? Would 12 really just be flying solo over here? 
Right. I feel like had he done that press conference, though, it would have been an even bigger betrayal than what 12 had done to him at that point. And I feel like he's not a vindictive person, but he's like a very cerebral person. So there's a there's a method to the madness all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, all good. All good. Um. Okay, so I kind of wanted to, th uh, to touch upon that. Uh, was there anything else real quick to touch upon? I honestly, like, thinking about it like that, I'm pretty sure we, I covered everything I wanted to uh, to mention. Um, any Do, do you want to get into final thoughts, or is there anything else you want to talk uh, about? Let's go ahead and get into final thoughts over here. All right, you go ahead. Your final thoughts on the anime as a whole. This anime that you had to, loo to, to lose a bet to watch... Uh, uh, what were your final thoughts on Zenkyu no Tyra? Okay, so I'm going to do the same thing that I did at the beginning here. I'm going to give you my thoughts as a reviewer, and I'm going to give you my thoughts as a me. So as Look at you, as bringing it all yeah. down, being all analytical. So as a reviewer, Terran Residence is a great show. The score is beautiful, the story is beautiful, which actually makes you think in order to find out what's going to happen to the characters. You feel for these characters, you want them to succeed even though they're doing these horrible acts you feel bad for the characters that actually go through tragedy such as shibazaki and lisa and i would really need not say anything more on those two but with everything going wrong you want the truth to come out you want them to know about the athena plan athena plan and then when it finally does but it costs them everything it's satisfying but at the same time leaves you heartbroken because these characters that you've watched sacrifice so much in order to get their message across and their past in general actually just to get that across they sacrifice everything it makes you hurt but it also makes you happy when you realize that what they wanted to do did happen so it is a beautiful show and i completely respect and understand anybody who loves it but as someone like me who's more into anime and shows in general who are more into quick action and honestly kind of uh, lewd humor, if I'm being completely honest, uh, fourth break humor, action-y, that kind of thing, it is not for you. It is definitely for the intellectual viewer. And, I mean, that's why I have to put it lower on my tier for personal, but at the same time, I do highly respect it. No, I absolutely, uh, you're absolutely correct when when you say that, and I, I understand that. Um, actually, before I get into my final thoughts, I had two more things I wanted to bring up and I wanted to ask you about because I actually would love to hear your thoughts on this, and then we'll I'll give my final thoughts just because, um, I really felt like this anime did something that I didn't see any other anime do, or like not as well as it, but like you. The motives are so unspecified at the beginning. It's so mysterious. And then as you go on, you get bits and pieces of information. And at the very end of the finale, you, you, you fully understand the whole thing. Um, how did that progression work for you? Like the, how it went from like, what, what is this? I don't understand. I don't like, what, what is this about? And then you get more information. How did, did that work well? Was it? Well, I mean, male? I, with them, um, like, I'm not going to pretend like I only like shows that every single thing you need to learn is spilled out for you right from the get go. I don't want to be that kind of guy that says that's the only thing I like when it comes to like okay how did we get to this point it I kind of prefer it in the way of like uh flashbacks that show what led up to it instead of just okay this is where we're here now and then we explain what happened later on 
I'm just the kind of guy who just prefers flashbacks, so it didn't work all that great with me. But I can respect it that the, that it worked that way because it did still work in its own right. Totally, totally. For me, this progression was absolutely great because it really allows the placement of flashbacks and freakouts and not giving away the plot from the very beginning is great to me because it allows this buildup of mystery and you don't know what's going to happen next and you you wonder why these characters like they're, they're, they're doing terrorist attacks why are you doing a terrorist attack w- what is it about your past what is it about what you've learned what is it about what you want to tell us i don't understand i need to know more and it, it really like for me it gave me a reason to binge it like, I've been to this because it was so good. And I now that I think about it, looking back, I wish I had not been to this anime because it's so short and so good that I want, you know, this good, this greatness to last all the way through. Um, but uh, to me, the, the, co- the connective tissue between each episode and the way that we find out more and more and more and it grows and grows and grows until the final explosion, it's, it, it, it was a great setup for me. Um, the last thing I want to bring up before my final thoughts is really I, I want to highlight the music in this anime. Um, I mean, that goes it, without saying, being a music channel and all. No, I know, I know, I know, right? But Yoko Kano absolutely kills it. The original soundtracks in this anime are my favorite ever. Um, it, it's just so well put together. The, 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 the songs, the piano-based songs are so emotional and carry so much weight. I'm not going to get into the whole mixing of it and everything. Uh, just more from a generic pers- perspective. Uh, and then we have uh, super uh, fast-moving songs. And then we have songs like Crystallize that uh, hide uh, more of a mysterious vibe to them. And then we have you know songs at the end of episode 4 or when 12 dies when uh, like NC-17 was the, the song where they they, they do the uh, the bike scene and everything, and then the the whole reveal of the data leak. Like the the way this music score is put together really ties in emotionally in the in the anime, and it's just great. It's so powerful. Like just uh, did you like the music? Like were you a fan of it? Did you really loved it, or it was just just any other anime, or did it like stand out to you when you listened? To it, it was honestly just the score that happened with the anime. I feel like it fit the tone. That was kind of all I listened for. If I'm being completely honest. I would have to agree with that. It definitely fit the tone. And once again, Devon, my favorite anime soundtrack ever. Uh, okay, so uh, final thoughts for me. Uh, this is my favorite anime. And I, I just want to take a moment and like really thank Hotshot and Kyo. Like, you guys, thank you so much for watching this anime and letting me talk about it on this podcast. I've been dying to do this podcast for such a long time. And it's just, I'm very grateful that you guys took the time. I know I, I had to make you like do a whole bed and everything, but it, I'm so, I'm so happy. And, uh, watch it. You, you did watch it dubbed, right? Yeah, I did watch dubbed. Okay. Okay. Because I watched it dubbed at first and then I watched the subbed version and the subbed to me, I, I know you're a guy who doesn't like the dubs, right? You don't like subs. I don't like subs now just cause I like actually giving the visuals in the story all the attention that I can. Right, right. No, t- totally, totally a fair point. Uh, I, I found the voice acting to be better on the subs. The, the personal. Did you enjoy the voice acting on this a- anime, or did you feel it was just like any other? Or anything stand out to you with that? I mean, nothing really stand out except for um, probably the only thing that really stood out was the entire time Nine's uh, attitude, just like being analytical and calm and collected and then just completely breaking down when he sees 12 shot dead on the ground. That's probably the only thing that stood out. 
I was singing the same thing, and that that vocal performance was so well that, fun fact, that was the same voice used in the subbed version. The subbed and dubbed version both used the same, like, cry. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I heard that. I was like, what? Are you serious? Um, so... Uh yeah, so a big thank you to you guys for watching this and this this anime. Um and uh to to complete my final thoughts here, um I just found this. Uh, I I know the topic obviously of th- t- terrorism is very sensitive to a lot of people. And when I say that I enjoy this anime, I really need to like say this. I've said this. I said this on multiple other occasions on the podcast or other people. Just because you enjoy this anime doesn't mean you support terrorism. Doesn't mean you uh, want more terrorist attacks. This I don't feel like this anime promoted terrorism, but really it was uh, terrorism was a vessel to the storyline, and they built a beautiful storyline within that vessel. Um, and that's what this uh, and th- that's how this anime wins to me. It's the psychological thriller. It's the action. It's uh, the police trying to catch the Sphinx. It's Sphinx throwing up an- another uh, riddle. It's the cat and mouse of it all that really works well together. And then you combine it with the great animation like with these these characters actually look japanese these anime ca- characters look Jap- japanese it's actually well made like that uh the scenery is absolutely gorgeous the sound design is so realistic and just a, a, a great touch there the music i mean we've went over this the music is uh, fantastic and just put together into one final product that's consecutively of 11 episodes and it goes by so fast uh, to me there was no dull moments like there were short arcs Obviously, the school, the bombing, uh, the airport, uh, nine, 12 betraying 9. Like, it, it really moves quickly, and there's, it, there's always something happening in every episode. So, put together an amazing anime, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Anime Podcasters. I am now going to let uh, Hotshot plug whatever he wants. Uh, go ahead, man. T- the floor is yours. All right, guys. So, if you like my relatively nerdy voice you can go ahead and find me on my channel on hotshot ginger i promise there will be something uploaded at some point you can also find me over on twitter under caution ginger and you can find me right here on Jaden's channel where i spend most of my time because he keeps me prisoner that's it that's all i got i have nothing else yes Yes, I do keep you prisoner. Because okay. every um, podcast, I earn one burger. Why do you think I do this all the time? I want to give a big shout-out to GoPro Keel as well. Uh, he does all the artwork for anime podcasters. So go check him out. Go follow him on Twitter, at GoPro Keel. I say at the beginning of every episode, he, this is, the guy's amazing. He's uh, available for commission. He works freelance. So go check him out and go uh, give him a follow and hit him up in the DMs for uh, some great artwork for your projects. Super affordable rates. Uh, for myself, uh, I have relaunched GiantMusic.com. So if you need any audio servicing services, mixing, mastering, editing, sound design, uh, anything like uh, of the sorts, composition, uh, hit me up. I have some affordable rates as well. So if you need anything, I would it would be a pleasure to work on your project for you and be your sound guy. Um, and you can obviously subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud.com backslash Giant Music or YouTube.com backslash Giant Music. You can also follow the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure to uh, subscribe there so you don't miss a single episode and you get it in your podcast feed. Um, and for myself, uh, my Twitter is at Giant Music, Facebook.com backslash Giant Music for my page. And that's going to be it for the podcast. So um, thank you so much for listening, to you guys. Uh, and I, I think we've covered everything. Am I missing anything, Hot John? Not anything I can think of. I just, I, I, I would, I would hate to like just talk, uh, just like finish, stop recording, and then I, I'll forget. I was like, oh, that that was the one thing I wanted to mention. Um, I think we're. Oh yes, you do have one more. I I just remember. 
yeah, I have one more thing. Um, I'm doing an independent study. Uh, it's called uh, Chip Machine is the Facebook page, and um, I'm trying to get a lot of traction there. For, it's for the, uh, the marketing part of my uh, independent study. So if you have a moment, go check out facebook.com slash chip machine if you like chiptune music. I mean, even if you don't like chiptune music, I'll take you. So just go check that out. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Anime Podcasters. This is the second episode of Zenki no Terror uh, Podcasting. I did one with Kyo, so go check that one out as well. And uh, uh, we will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace.